This is More in the Morning on News Talk 1010 Toronto. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match Walking on a sidewalk hotter than a match head on a really, really hot day. Well, you would need the sun shining more than today. Have you ever tried walking around barefoot on some of the, like maybe the sidewalk or especially if uh, your street is uh, is tar as opposed to some other surface? When I lived in Tucson, Arizona, that was the case of the street they lived on. And we were super good friends with the people who lived across the street. And we both had pools and we were back in, because you gotta. And we were, and we were back and forth. And I remember one day I was going over there. I wasn't even going to go in the house. I was just going to go around the back of their house there having a pool party. I couldn't get across the street, my bare feet. I could not. I got a couple of steps out of the, I had to go back. You know, like, like that. <laughs> That's how that was. Um, so keep in mind that it's hot and it's going to be for a few days. I'm Jerry Agar in for John Moore. He will be hopefully back with you tomorrow. And you heard Mark Tui with me a few minutes ago. He was filling in for me on the panel. He'll fill in for me from 9 until noon. Meanwhile, um, We've had a couple of reports recently about problems in our economy from the standpoint that we don't have enough competition. People have talked about it in terms of grocery prices, cell phone prices, all those kinds of things. So joining me now, uh, Keldon Bester. He's the co-founder of the Canadian Anti-Monopoly Project. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I hope you aren't the only group working on this because that would be kind of ironic. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we don't want to maintain a monopoly there. Okay. Um, but uh, I would imagine when uh, some of these reports came out, uh, we need more competition in groceries and cell phones and maybe a number of areas in our economy. We might not actually have monopolies, but we certainly have oligopolies in this country. Absolutely. I think when we use the term monopoly, we refer to when a corporation or a group of corporations can influence a market you know, uh, against the interest of consumers, other businesses. So I think we can say a market is monopolized. It doesn't have to be a literal monopoly. Yeah. Um, and then the question comes, what can we do about it? Because part of our problem, of course, is a small population spread across the second largest country in the world. Yeah. So the first thing to do, and this report by the Competition Bureau did a good job of showing, you know, unfortunately, while they were at the wheel, the consolidation, the acquisitions, the takeovers that got us to this point. So the first step is to stop that process to make our merger laws stronger. So the second thing is to look at that power that's been accumulated and say, what can we do about it? And so there are a number of policy solutions targeted at different aspects of the grocery industry that make it easier for other retailers other suppliers to compete and take away some of those um, those bigger margins that we see in the grocery market. But if but in any of those markets, I wonder, Keldon, if you think like, sure, we could say, look, we're going to just open it up and we're going to have all kinds of competition. We're going to be absolutely uh, a capitalist uh, competitive market here. Would a grocery chain at the lower end of prices like Aldi, which I think has a bit of a presence in Quebec, but would they would they come storming in here with um, with stores? Would AT&T say, absolutely, we're going to set up and compete in on Ontario. Would that happen? 
Well, you know, Canada's monopolies have done a good job of keeping um, foreign competitors at bay through a number of variety, uh, a number of ways. So I think we need to look at, you know, what have they used to block things in the past and what can we open up, you know, through legislation, through rules that actually increases competition? Um, because many of these players, especially in the grocery industry, they've integrated into wholesale and distribution markets. And that gives them a phenomenal amount of control um, over not just their, their own market, but um, their own competitors. Well, I think if companies were doing that and there were enough of them competing with one another, um, then that could work because uh, sometimes integrating all of those things will give you efficiencies and you do those efficiencies against your competitor. So ultimately, it just comes down to, you know, everybody could probably pretty quickly name uh, the three companies that control groceries in this country. Mm -hmm. And so, again, what we're hitting on is that that key lesson is we have to be very strong against this kind of consolidation that reduces competition. We find ourselves on the other side of that. Unfortunately, it's largely a one-way street. So now we have to think about um, things we might not have considered before, but, but ways to crack open those markets, get new players in, but also reduce the power that um, the existing players have. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, you know, there's a number of ways. Um, and it really depends on the, the conduct you're after, you know, slotting fees, fees paid for prominent display of goods. You know, some countries ban or cap those um, exclusive deals between major suppliers and major retailers that push out independent retail, independent competitors, as well as funding for uh, cooperatives, either at the grocery level, the wholesale level or the distribution level. Again, these are breaking open those sources of economic power and distributing them so that uh, more competitors can enter the field. Ken, uh, Keldon Bester is with me. He's co-founder of the Canadian Anti-Monopoly Project. So do you look at this um, beyond the, the areas of the economy we're talking about? I maintain consistently on my regular show, which is 9 to noon here on News Talk 1010, that uh, everybody understands why a monopoly is a bad thing until you talk to them about a monopoly on health care or a monopoly on education, and all of a sudden they don't want any competition. Well, you know, there's certain things where markets should and shouldn't be applied. I think we have lots of areas in our uh, life that we think competition isn't beneficial, can actually be detrimental. But, you know, that's on us as a society to say, you know, I want a competitive grocery market, but I understand other areas that I don't want to see competition. And that's and that ultimately is a political question. Okay, but it's also an economic question because I maintain that if we had competition in education, I, I'm all for a publicly funded education. You don't want the kids of poor people not being able to get an education. If nothing else, if you're not empathetic or sympathetic toward young people growing up, it's a self-defense mechanism because we don't need a whole bunch of totally uneducated people in the country uh, that we'll end up having to look after. So we need to fund uh, publicly fund education, but that money should follow a student. And if we had that system, a voucher system, in effect, do you not agree, as a guy who works against monopolies, that uh, that that sort of competition would invariably, as competition always does, give us better education? Well, again, we want to say, you know, what do we get for that competition? If we see better outcomes and we see um, benefits to citizens, then I think that's a good idea. But, you know, I think we've got a lot of private areas of our lives that we've um, taken for granted are competitive. And what we're finding today now is that they is that they really aren't. And uh, more recently, we, we really are paying the cost for that.
Somebody just wrote in with a question for you. How do you feel about supply management that keeps the prices of eggs and milk artificially high? You know, supply management is an interesting policy decision. We have a distributed uh, range of producers sitting on top of a supply chain that is highly concentrated at the processor level and at the retail level, as we know here. So I'm less concerned about supply management where we have actual policy levers. I'm worried that if we were to dismantle supply management, we hand that power over to a company like Saputo and Loblaw, who we know are currently taking advantage of the power they do have. So I understand why people gravitate towards it, but I don't think it's a cure-all that people believe it is. Several companies have been uh, found guilty of price fixing on bread. Does that very fact help us move forward in anti-competitive ways? You know, I I think it uh, is a reality check. And and an important piece of that is that documents related to that case, although the Bureau was pursuing it along bread price fixing, suggested that other areas of grocery, including meat, uh, may have been under one of these uh, cartel arrangements. So I think that's a really good wake-up call to the reality of these markets that some people think are competitive, but in reality are are quite cozy uh, to the detriment of Canadians. Yeah, we need uh, less cozy people. We, <laughs> we need people who wake up in the morning and, and are furious to beat the competition. That's who we need. Uh, Absolutely. Because that is always to the benefit of the consumer. Uh, Keldon Bester, co-founder of the Canadian Anti-Monopoly Project. Thanks very much. Thank you.